Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. going on everybody it is easy back governor back again y'all so i know what you're thinking this originally planned on only being one part but Vinny was dropping too many gems i said nah y'all we, we got to keep it going you know it was you know from his talks with um the man who was behind the kanye west trilogy that's on netflix from him detailing more events about him and mtv and how to spot a star because again a lot of people think they got it but everybody ain't got it and also, he talks about, you know, why the Spring Bling was canceled. Y'all remember MTV Spring Bling? I know if you're a millennial like me, when you grew up watching that and the BET Spring Bling and all that stuff, you used to be like, man, I want to go to that. And you find out why it was canceled and why we pissed that we couldn't make it to that. So, again, y'all, more gems. I wanted to break it into two parts because I try to keep my episodes under an hour. So, thank me later because it could have been two. And I didn't want to do that in one week. So, as always, sit back, relax, enjoy. Part two of So You Think or So You Want to Be a Star. LinkedIn audio events. I'm there every Thursday. You know, either way, those are red carpet moments that you're fully right. in control over. And that's it's an important, it's an important step. You are creative and you didn't create something or you didn't put yourself out here and you didn't got in front of these agents and you didn't dance your life away and they like that's it. Ah. I'm back and it's up PSA. Wow. I'm too flick to take off all my shit at TSA. Have you ever been maybe behind the scenes close with somebody, which I'm sure you have, but close with a celebrity or close with somebody that's in that spotlight and kind of seen them break down? And if you did, you don't have to say the name unless you want to. But how do you know how they overcame? Yeah, um, uh, I respectfully would love to share the story because we've spoken about it together um, on my podcast and he speaks about it a lot um on on other podcasts but this reminds me of a story um working with caduce um who i got to work with at mtv um and i don't know if you're familiar with him most recently seen as the guy who introduced kanye to mtv in part one of three of the you know the kanye trilogy um but caduce um caduce 
you know, I, we were in Q. You, you talk about these like Cancun moments we were talking about earlier. So MTV would have these summer houses. So we had a summer down in Key West, which is really, really hot. Uh, Mandy Moore, we were man, we we just gave Mandy Moore her t- her first talk show. I think she was just turning seventeen, or her birthday is in April, so she just turned seventeen. Um, Caduce was coming from Canada to 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 New York for like two weeks for some Times Square MTV action, and then we went right down to Key West. And the combination of the pressure live. He was the only per- he was the, the first new VJ on live TRL in a while. So he was doing live hits with Carson on TRL down after shooting five episodes of Mandy Moore's talk show in the morning. And the pressure got to him really, really bad. Um, it got to a lot of the talent bad, but but Caduce specifically um, hyperventilating and just just, just uh, what he would consider a pure full on nervous breakdown and panic attack and stopped and had a take a step back and actually took some time off and got better. Um, and I stayed in touch with him throughout that entire process. So, you know, I knew, I knew that we could cast somebody new, um, right. but, but I got to work with him and like, uh, like I, I, as I mentioned to you, like I got to spend two weeks with him in New York. I was part of that New York love. And then we traveled to Key West together. And that was a, my first real trip to for from an as an mtv person that was like my first real big trip to show the network what i was capable of doing and caduce and i were literally on the same track we felt like we felt very equal in terms of um authority in the space and and respectfully so um uh i even like i was the guy he would tap on the shoulder to go down to the studio and record you know show ideas that he would have um or or segment ideas that he would have so we were always creating and collaborating, but I think that 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 communication never ceased. Sometimes when I don't know what to say, I know I still have to stay in touch because I don't want my silence to be misinterpreted. So as a, even right. as a casting executive, as an executive producer, as a brother, <laughs> um, as a friend, I'm very sensitive about when I have no no updates or nothing to say. I I can sometimes say, well, I don't know what to say, so I didn't say anything. But that's interpreted completely differently. So I know that. So I I, I understand that law of whatever that got, you know the universe has given thrown my way. So I accept that law. Um, but but it was and and I know Caduce had some real work out of him. He got real medical attention and help and got real you know got stronger before he came back and then he stayed at the network longer than i did i left in 07 i think he was there until like 09 mm-hmm. it's so cool end of an era so now everybody is you know tick tocking we mm-hmm. talked about it a little earlier again it's so funny how i talk about one thing and my guest always seems to bring it up even before i get to it which is good mm-hmm. because it kind of is a nice you know segue or whatever so According to an article, it's called Every Kid Wants to Be an Influencer. TikTok's algorithm is designed to promote content that survives through different waves and tests so it stays viral. It says this is explained by Ishan Gold, founder of marketing agencies and Gold Strategies. He says TikTok content is generally tested in smaller audience buckets or pods, he said, adding that more shares, rewatches, comments, or likes a video receives, the bigger the bucket the audience is introduced to. So that it has a chance of going viral. We talked about it earlier with people going viral. And, you know, 
What are what do you think the chances are of people going viral off a podcast now? Oh yeah, tremendous. A thousand uh a hundred million, thousand billion, trillion, billion percent, yes. Final answer. Yeah. <laughs> Slap its buzzer. A thousand percent. I mean, we just the the, the it, this gal it's infinitely growing. They're 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 right now, again, we're looking at it as like um as a, almost like a you know a premium piece of content um mm-hmm. when in fact every single person can own their own content podcasting is what it sounds like to own your own content when you own your own content you have something physical i was gonna say not physical but you have something it's physical there's a file and there's like from a legal perspective i can get real clinical with you and technical with you and tell you right what the ownership of it is the ip you know of it is and isn't by the way um but if relationships are valued as much as i believe they're going to continue to be then the way we communicate with each other is our currency. And right now, how we communicate with each other is a creative endeavor. And that's done predominantly on social media or even text and memes and and gifts, jiffies, giffies, however you say it. Um, I don't know. You know, so (laughs) what's that? (laughs) No, you said gifts or just whatever. I said, I don't know either. So gifts, yeah, right. I don't know. I never gifts on Jiffy. I don't know. I, I get it wrong. I upload them. I know to upload it. I upload images that I think are fun so that other people can create with them. I love that idea. Yeah. Um, you know, that what I loved most about what I did at MTV with on Punked was, and by the way, it was my it was my, my job to get the, the celebrities to sign the releases afterwards. That was my job. <laughs> my job sucked. <laughs> by the way, oh. I just want to know. I did not have the glamorous job. I got the cast, but so hold on holiday. So was there ever a celebrity that said no? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they were sometimes jokes were went went mean accidentally were mean. Accidentally. Mm. You know, in accidentally were insensitive. Like there was one one person that we did a huge, huge because punk was about the ridiculousness. Punk wasn't about can I can I zap you? Can I zing you? Punk was, can I change your reality so that you actually believe this is even feasible? Little, you know right. what I mean? Like that's what punk was like. It was grandiose. It wasn't um, it wasn't tr- transactional, haha, gotcha. You know, you sat on a whoop cushion, you know, show. <laughs> um, it was like you believed the whoopee cushion was talking to you for two hours. You talk, you know what I mean? It's like that. Um my <laughs> Or, or I did one. I, I punk. Oh, I feel bad now saying this. I, I one of the, I, very rare, very, very rarely did I get involved. But if ever there, we were in production, and because the the punks really did have to be fluid, and they really, truly, the celebrities were not involved in it. And to our, to as much as we knew about it, the celebrities did not know they were going to get punked. And Ashton, like we were all pretty strict. Like it was, it's a lot more fun when it was real, you know, like that. But um, when there was a window and we had to shoot something, you know, I I would have to sort of act quickly. So um, Kevin um, from the Backstreet Boys was wanted to pitch a show to us. Um, uh, it was like a, an adult puppet show. Actually, it was the pitch. But mm-hmm. but we were running low on in production. So to 
for him to get into the building, we ended up punking him and doing this elaborate like um, security scat skit and whatever, and uh, it's all fun. But yeah, but then I got the cat. Yeah, and I didn't get I didn't cast Dax and I didn't cast Al in the original uh, cycle, but I did get to cast subsequently the uh, the actors on Wild and Out um, punked, and then uh, what was the other show on MTV? Uh, um, that we did that that it would test people's limits to see how how far they would go or forget what Boy. I forget what that show is called. Anyway, I digress. Look, it's good. Like I said, it's, you got a lot of this stuff you probably didn't forgot about. You got so many memories and, and things that didn't happen. So <laughs> who knows? You know. So this is a question for you and for anybody out there who you know they putting out the content. And they ain't just podcasts, whatever they're doing. Whether they're doing TikTok dances, whether they're doing murder mystery recaps on their YouTube channel, whether they're doing makeup, whether they're singing, dancing, whatever. Mm -hmm. What are three things anybody can do to increase their chances of being discovered without selling their soul? Uh, <laughs> well, winning awards for sure is one of them, right? So, like, winning awards gets your name on lists. It gets your name published on other websites. It allows you to put a link to that website. Uh, hopefully, that website will put a link to you. Um, and if you have a podcast and you win an award, you're also able to put that in IMDb. The reason why that's so important is, and then here's my second thing, credits, getting credits. So, right now, what's what's, like, gold currency for creatives is your credits on imdb think of imdb as like the most important place for creators right now because old school people know it as a place for creative credits like that's where film credits and tv credits yeah. and and imdb for years and it's owned by amazon uh, imdb for years has been really really ironclad about the types of projects that qualify to be listed on imdb and podcasts are one of them so with my podcast by the way I, I'm able to connect a data point to my production company that's won awards, that's licensing and non-exclusively licensing deals. I have contact information there, uh, previous and current employees who've worked with me or agents or managers. There's a lot, so much information that that IMDB has. And by the way, you can get a free 30-day account. Like you get sign up for the free 30-day thing. And then I'll I'll tell you how to make sure you maximize your 30 days. Uh, and you I don't even need cool. to have an account to create, you know, you have to have a credit to create an account. So that's just one thing. You can't create an account and then add a credit. You have to have a credit on a show that so whether that's a podcast, so if you're you so you have to upload your podcast first and then say you're the producer, the editor, the host. Those are three big titles that IMDb, that Amazon is going to tell Google. So by the way, if you type in I have a podcast on any search platform right now, hopefully, I wonder if this works for everybody. I think maybe this is just for me. I'm curious if it works. But my, my podcast should come up on Amazon or on iTunes. But I called it I Have a Podcast because we all go around saying it. <laughs> there is like this, like, uh, I love that part, like sort of like <laughs> like AA, you know, like, hey, I'm Vinny yeah. and I have a podcast. Like, I can relate to creative people who own their content. So awards are important. Um, credits are important. I'm going to skip distribution. I'm going to for a second because that, that's expected. I want to go straight to amplification. 
So distribution is I'm getting it on social media. Amplification is now what? How are you getting it from social media listed into the news? How are you taking it from that social media account and calling up 50 of the top meme accounts and asking them to, to re-amplify? Or what amplification platforms are you using? Uh, Q, like I mentioned earlier, vpe.v slash Q-U-U-U. This is an amazing blog amplifier. You drop your blog URL in it, and then people, Facebook, LinkedIn, if they're looking for the type of content that you're posting, they put it in their Hootsuite, and they send it off to the world, and they look like a genius because you took the time to not only create the content, but put it in the aggregator. And by the way, that gets syndicated to every big, medium-sized blog in English-speaking countries if it's written, I'm assuming, in English. So think Australia right. and UK. And now you understand why these international ter territories are so important, you know? So so I think awards, I think credibility, and I think, you know, amplification. If I, if I had to, you know, stick to three. Um, that's sort of, I think a pretty, you'd be, it's a pretty, that's a pretty sustainable approach to creating where you're able to, because if you're amplifying, if you're asking for partnerships, because you're looking for more eyeballs and you're offering content as opposed to asking for permission to create something based on someone else's financial contribution to your idea. You know, you see, you see how I just said that? That's how I think, by the way. Um, I'm like, I never, you know, I come from TV. So for 25 years, we'll say 20 years, people have been able to hire me. And then I, I do my thing. I cast a show. I develop a show, whatever. I find, I make something happen for somebody because I, I get hired to do it. Podcasting allowed me to not ever, ever allow somebody to tell me when I can and can't do what I love doing, which is what I just said is my favorite part of what I get to do. I get to get on the phone with people and say, how come you're not directing episodes of TV yet? And then they go and do it. How come you're not recording with your ex? That would be like a crazy, and then they're doing it. And how come you're not recording with your current? And then they're doing it. Like it's, it's to inspire creativity, you know? And, and then, and I'm really passionate about, and maybe this is because I started MTV. I'm really passionate about helping people see success early in their career. Otherwise, or earlier in their creative experience. Otherwise, they they quit. They fail. If you quit and fail, if you have a bad experience, you're never coming back. It's and that sucks. I hate it. It's work. It's horrible seeing people leave way before their time because. And I fully get it because of finances and family and business opportunities and everything else that happens sooner than you know that creative thing can happen. So if winning awards and getting credits and connecting you and and helping find ways to collaborate and create red carpet moments. You know, there's like clubhouse, go tell everybody where you're going to be every Thursday. That's what, that's what a red carpet is a red carpet, you know, red carpets. So, so press has, you know, uh, a, a system. There's like a routine that they have to output content and knowing right. when a red carpet exists allows me to know that I'm going to be able to get what I need when I go there. The, the red carpet is an important piece to the celebrity you know, celebrity branding, you know, metaphor. Uh, me, that would be my fourth thing is like create your own red carpet moments. Uh, and it's not putting out a podcast. Um, it's, but that's like a film. That's a different sort of energy. I'm talking about being someplace at some time and accessible to a certain degree in, in an understood manner. 
I don't even know what that means, by the way, whether that's on camera or off camera, whether that means I'm going to go do something. You have to get your questions into me by Tuesday because Thursday I'm going into town hall with these questions. Or it means on Thursdays at four o'clock, tune into LinkedIn audio events. I'm there every Thursday. You know, either way, those are red carpet moments that you're fully right. in control over. And that's it's an important it's an important step. You know, it's funny because one, you made a comment when you was like, you tell people, why are you not doing this? And then you said they do it, right? Clearly you got the eye for that. So I, and obviously it works. You know, what is a tip? Because you keep saying amplify. So you gave a few, but what are some other ways a person could amplify themselves to get like those eyes? Because ultimately a lot of times when people who podcasting and YouTube, whatever, they wanted this to be their full-time job. And then some people, they cool with just this. And some people like, I want this to be my full-time job, but I wanted to open doors for other stuff once I get to this. So what's some ways you could give to somebody who's trying to turn their creative content? They may be tired of their job. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Mm-hmm. Uh, they tired of their job. They Every time they go in there, they got an attitude. So what what's something that they could do to help amplify that stuff? All right. Well, first off, if you're tired of your job, if you're tired of work, that is one thing. <laughs> if you're tired of your job, I get it. But if you're tired of work, then don't try to be a creator because you're going to work way harder as a creator, as a solo practitioner, as a solopreneur, even as a as a twenty owning a fifty person agency. Still, if you're a creative, you are going to work way harder than if you're working for somebody else. So if you're if you don't like the work, don't be a creator. How about that? Now, on the flip side, I want to say there's no work in being creative. It's emotional. It's just right now I'm connecting with my my mouth because there's a microphone in front of me. You know, if I couldn't talk and I couldn't see and I had a paintbrush in my hand, I would find a way to communicate. You know, I, I'm actually a very creative communicator. I'll say I'm, I'm actually I would say a strategic creative communicator. So um, I, I enjoy I enjoy social media. I enjoy digital media so much as an offshoot of what I got to learn and do in in TV, which in the beginning was um, data management. So like I'm a data engineer. I learned how to like digitize code video and transcribe code beta to high eight to VHS. And like I, I, I was I learned TV from like 1995 to 2000. I bring that up. Cause like there's no more hard disks since 2000 there's, you know, everything starts changing really around then. So, so how we shared media was really difficult. And I, I understood the basics piece of the basic piece of that. And then I got to learn storytelling at MTV for 10 years, the way, you know, I got to, some people say it's building celebrity brands, but storytelling is, you know, what we got to do. And I watched MTV in 95 is when I started watching MTV 95 like right when UMTV Raps came out and uh, there was a, a, it was a big cultural conversation. Um, and I, to be honest, wasn't allowed to watch MTV. We didn't even have MTV. We didn't have cable up until I think 1994 when my parents separated or whatever. Um, yeah. And um, I didn't know, I didn't even know I'd ever end up being there, but, um, uh, uh, but it was fun and I'm glad it worked out. And I felt, I felt so called to, to stay there and make that, to make that work to make that work out um because i knew i knew what we were doing was special um and I, you know uh, in preparation you said earlier is there something i i forgot is there i, I want to make sure i say this you know just from a mental health perspective um 
I, my understanding of how I created reality television programming, I'm not saying I created tele reality TV at all. Real world was already there. My boss created Osborne's in Newly Union. He is the pioneer still that's doing right. those things. But for me, um, I took a course um, my senior year in college where I learned that the, the versions of the story that we tell ourselves are uh, far from the truth, but yeah, they're the ones that we tend to listen to. If we wanted right. to make a change, we were capable of it. And I struggled with that idea because it felt like you were, then you're a liar. In other words, are you telling me? So if you want to just change, just make it up in your head and then you just lie to yourself and then lie to the world. And that's kind of like how I took it. And um, I, uh, that that week I went back to school. Um, I took out an ad in Backstage Magazine. I said, I'm a casting director. I'm looking for actors who want to be in commercials and send me your information. Um, I was a database programmer. I, I, knew, I knew Microsoft Excel. So like when did my creative journey begin it began when i started a creative when i started a creative document known as a microsoft excel grid with a bunch mm. of actor names and contact information and maybe a couple of little notes maybe columns about maybe i might have put gender back in the day and i would have put um you know notes uh, energy notes i'm always big with energy notes um colors also like uh, hues of colors and, and and like saturations and things like that I, I sort of tend tend to describe things in um because it leaves me more room to be creative with what i what I, with what i know i meant you know with those with those initiatives but it all started with an excel sheet and 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 understanding that i have the power to change my reality when i take that action i landed at mtv where i was surrounded by cameras so i i took what i learned and did and applied that to the tools that i had in front of me they just happened to be cameras and and camera people and producers and writers and um like i said earlier you know if, if we weren't doing microphone and you, i just had to paint you know i just that just happened to be the medium i learned to change the perception of someone's so there's two things that happen with reality, right? The life changes right. and reality changes. Life changes because you make decisions that are in your real life, real life decisions that change. Then there's the perception of you, which is reality, right? So reality is the perception of your life. And then there is your life. And reality TV changed both. And I thought that's awesome. That, that you could be seen as like, an Emmy award-winning producer or the most humble, you know, and then the rest of the world believes it and buys it and understands it. And then, and so it is, <laughs> that's powerful. <laughs> that's so powerful. You know what I mean? That's like, yeah. how did you, and then, and then I, I'm at MTV at this golden age of, of artistry and musicality. And you talked about like the one project that got away. I I sort of shot the the, the, the newlyweds version of uh, Nas and Khalees, and um, it was eight episodes. Yeah. It was finished. We have six episodes done, color corrected, locked, like every like credits, everything is done. So it's six million dollar you know project there, and um, and like it was two thousand six, and uh, and then we were told that. And then there was some big regime change, and we actually um, they they went with a different project um, for that half hour show, um, which was The Hills. Um, oh, and, and so you you talk about like talk about 
the zing piece to it. Um, does it does it suck? Yeah, you know, did it work out for them, by the way? And it's better that their relationship isn't out in public scrutiny and they didn't have to, they got to go through maybe something a little bit more privately than they would have had to go through if they, you know, had a show on TV and everyone knew their relationship the way that, you know, we did and I did, you know, yeah, they were saved by that. Um, has Nas gone on to create more reality TV programming? Yes. Do I do I look at every single credit, everything he does, and I go, oh yeah, I got the, I helped him. That's like a, yeah, he's probably using that thing. I, you know, the little bit of me and all. It's the coolest thing. And and you just one last story is you brought up Beyonce. So with Beyonce, I got to cast her in Hip Hopera, and you know, um, the, the the MTV approached. The label because there's a huge relationship between Columbia Records and, and MTV at that point, especially mm-hmm. Epic Records. And um, so the, the label said, No, we're not splitting up Destiny's Child, there's no featuring. No, 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 no. So we went down, I went down to TRL when they were on TRL. By the way, happy to go down to TRL because when Destiny's Child's on TRL, they used to, we're right across the street from Planet Hollywood. So they always got like the, the Captain Crunch chick, the Captain Crunch chicken, which is like my favorite dish. So I'm so happy to go down and I see Tina Knowles and Matthew and and I make sure they know of the opportunity directly because I think this is a killer opportunity. It's not it wasn't my decision. She, you know, I'm not the one who was not saying like I picked her, but like I could be smooth and make sure the script falls in the right hand. I really believe this was a big moment and mm-hmm. in the audition, which is super cool. So just fast forward the audition. It's me, her and Robert Townsend, the director. And she did her lines and then um, he sort of gave her notes and he said, look, I don't want, I don't want her to talk. Then I want you to move up like a foot from her face. I want you to capture her eyes. I just only want to see her eyes. I can see what she's like in the room. I can't see her eyes. Just record her eyes. And he threw some lines at her and it's like, the, it's like her first entrance scene into a hip opera. But in reading some of the literature and, and interviews that have come out of that, um, it was in that film hip hopera, Car- Carmen hip hopera, that Beyonce first came up with Sasha Fierce. Like first mm. created an identity that she could feel comfortable being the, 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 the Sasha Fierce that we know she, you know, she even says, she's like, we all call me Beyonce, but when I, you see me on stage, I'm being Sasha Fierce. Like that's like the, you know, the Beyonce version of Beyonce. And like, that's cool. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. To think that I got to be part of the character development. You know, I, I got to give an artist like that tools and access to an experience, a character development experience where she was able to, as an actor, take that, apply it to her own life. And I always say, like, yeah. look, I didn't, she didn't win any awards on, on my stuff, but hopefully I was in the reels that got her, <laughs> you know, the big right. So, <laughs> right. And look where she at now. And even when you kind of made the comment about creativity and how these, these things inspire these things and this and that. Oh yeah. And how, you know, even with me, like with my show now, with me changing the niche and then making it to where, although I still have solo episodes, not as many as I've done before. Now my show is like experience interview based. So, you know, now most of my episodes are with guests, but because a lot of people have done this for what, it's the sixth season, and a lot of people enjoy, you know, me by myself. So when uh, they may catch me by myself here and there, but what I've decided to do is like an ode to those people because I do like it doing episodes by myself too, and I do like a, I call it, it's like a, almost like a skit. It's kind of like it's, it's synonymous with uh, Peter Griffin's "What Really Grinds My Gears" and like a skit on Saturday Night Live. So once a month, it's a segment. It's called "People I Don't Know." And this is going to go into December. So I'm going to have, it's going to be 10 episodes. It's the first Friday of the month. My episodes drop on Thursdays. That skit drops uh, on Fridays. And uh, the first Friday of the month. And the first one I did, it was uh, people I don't know, people who don't know how to travel. And it was kind of like a rant. I had like a few notes and I just ran about stuff that I don't like with people who don't know how to travel. People who, you know, always tripping, you know, you got that one friend that's always going crazy for no reason. So I guess it's going to be crazy as we go along. But it's just funny how little stuff like that inspire stuff that end up sometimes being the biggest things ever. Yeah. So let's move on to our other segment, which is the weekly sabbatical. In this segment, as my people know, we sit back, we just kind of reflect on some things. And so. When it comes to talking about thick skin, we bringing that topic back up. So when it comes to thick skin, yes or no? And then I'm going to go into my story. Do you have thick skin? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. No, it hurts. It hurts. I'm a big crybaby, but as I acknowledge that. So no, unfortunately, I don't. I feel everything. It sucks. But I pretend like I do. Mind over matter. <laughs> okay. Now, for me... I'm not going to say I have the thickest, but I definitely have some layers. I'll say that. And, you know, for me, I remember it was interesting learning about how everybody, I used to be so bothered by every comment and everything. And now I feel like God got to put me in a space where it's just like, of course, like stuff don't bother me like it used to. And it used to bother me for like a long time. But now I'd be like, after like 10 minutes, I'd be like, whatever. And <laughs> That kind of annoys people, but for me, it's just kind of like I don't know what to tell you, you know. So I think it's a it's a good thing to be to be open and accept that you know you don't have the thickest skin, but you can acknowledge that and say, y'all, I don't, you know, I'm trying to work on that, but you know, it is what it is because look where you are now. But for those who may say you want to be a star, you kind of maybe got some 
good feedback here with Vinny. Because now you're like, well, I want to be a star. I don't have thick skin. He's in the industry and he doesn't either. But if you say you want to overcome that, I got some ways to do it. So according to five ways to build a thick skin so you can live happily, all right? It's five ways. So the first one, it says don't shy away from confrontation. I'm mm -hmm. for confrontation. I'm with all of that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, now not going in and just punching people in the face, but standing up for what you believe in. If you, like him, I'm sure if you got a project, you feel like, yo, we need to do this or this person needs to be here, I can make it happen. Do it. Knowing the words, because, right? It's right. Like knowing because the words. Some, the, the housewives, the, the night before the housewives shoot a big scene, if they know they're mad at someone, they, the, Bethany has writes this in her book. They literally will practice the word. They know that if they are impeccable in their speech, that it will stay exactly as it was intended. If it gets verbose and crazy and you start going off topic and, 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 is when they're going to edit. And by the way, that's editing in reality TV or or like um, mental editing in reality, in like real people life. You know how like, I'm like, no, I didn't hear you say that. Just like a mental edit there on that one. Ah. That's a great, that's a great first point though, is about avoiding confrontation. It's a great first point. Yeah. The second, yeah, the second one says never take anything personal. So mm -hmm. in reality, it's hard to do that, especially if you are creative and you didn't create something or you didn't put yourself out here and you didn't got in front of these agents and you didn't dance your life away. And they like, that's it. Ah. You know, that could definitely be, you know, hurtful. But you have to understand, I learned this about a long time ago. My dad told me like, everything you got ain't for everybody. So sometimes you have to be OK with people not liking what you have to offer. But you have to like what you have to offer. And that's the issue a lot of times. And that's something, too, I feel like with the mental thing, with everybody wanting to be a superstar, you need that validation because you mm -hmm. don't validate yourself, which first comes from up high, then goes from you. So if you don't have that validation, it's like you're you going to look for You're going to be trying to say, look at me, look at me. Like, let me be honest, I'm not going to drop names, but you see it with some of these these stars today, you know, they outside is like, it's like, they look at me, you see me, I'm sexy. He looks, look at me, mm -hmm. tell me how sexy I look like. And it's just like a cry for attention almost. And it's like, you saying this is you like, for instance, Cardi B, that ain't no cry for attention. That's her. <laughs> That's her. Yeah. But like some of these other ones, it's like, it's not you. I That's see it's not. It's smart, though. I, I like this. I like this comment. And I would say, you know, don't take it personally. Make it personal. So mm -hmm. like what you said, it's how you respond. It's with the actions that you want are, and are willing to have associated with the consequences of be creating the energy of, of stating the cause of, you know, which I, I love is, is, you know, is a, is a brilliant, brilliant bullet point note whatever <laughs> number yeah. two don't take it personal make it personal though it is feel it you know <clears throat> the reason why i have thin, thin skin i i'm just i'm i'm a little i'm over empathetic i i'm mm -hmm. a big cry baby i laugh a little louder than everyone else i'm uh i'm like i got this big kind of presence i always have i don't shy away from it it's really hard back then when you weren't allowed to be yourself the way you're allowed to be yourself now Maybe I might have used the word neurodivergent back then as I'm learning now certain words that have entered into our lexicon and jargon that have entered into, you know, our industry. Um, but but I but I took inventory 
I know that I'm a big crybaby. I have to work with people who don't have that, you know, skill set that I have that can that can counter that strength that I have in a different way. Um, and and I and I'm actually very aware of the types of partners that I do best with um, because of that. And and right. to your point, I get to do, and but how, you know what you know what that means by the way because that sounded like vague. What that means is I get to be the I get to do things that like NBC when networks want something to happen, I get to be the energy that goes out and makes that happen first, not mm-hmm. not again where we know what we want and we have expect you know we it's it's we have expectations and some in in some goals, but can you help us get the energy we want? I, I love that type of conversation that you know. And energy that I created. All right. So, so don't take it personal. Yes. The third one I thought was interesting. So the other ones, they have like notes to come with it, but I thought they were pretty self-explanatory, but this one I found interesting. It says, express yourself online. It says people online give you their unfiltered opinion. Yes. You can hide behind your computer and maybe it's stupid sometimes, but that's also a good thing in real life. People are never hundred percent honest with you. It says, especially not your friends and family. If you want to get thick skin, go and publish something online. Write a piece on the medium, start a discussion on Reddit, upload a video to YouTube, and read the comments. If you don't get any comments, ask for them. Approach people one-on-one and ask for their opinion. It says, or put a link on the form and ask people for their opinion. And I guess it means, of course, if you can find a way to do it anonymous, then that works too. Because then it's like, now you're getting that honest feedback. Because then it's like, it may be that close family member who's who's scared to tell you and they don't want to. So they're like, I'm going to do it anonymous, you know? Stand by your word, right? That's what this is. It's like don't, don't say you're an ally and then and then not even show up as a friend. Right. <laughs> no, the big difference between a friend and an ally, and I think that there's accountability in the words that we speak. And I think that um, it's a great advice. It's it's unfortunate. I'll say this: it's unfortunate advice <clears throat> because I'm pointing out that we're moving into a digital age where our digital representation of our opinions and our actions does and will matter. But more importantly, how you're able to communicate those emotions right now when you're not under duress, when you're stressed out or you're like, or it's time to, you know, shit hit the fan or it's time to talk about something because something happened, the emotions are going to be you know, raging. If, if you use the time now to carve out the energy so that you can have the conversation, the words, um, the energy, the whole space, you know what I mean? It's not just, you know, the energy, I, I talk about energy a lot in this. It's interesting. Um, but, um, I'm like, I'm on a, like, I'm on like high, I'm on like high, low frequencies with you. I like it. I like where we're going here. <laughs> so then this is the thing too. So the fourth one, it says, put things in a perspective. That's real simple. Just try to flip the narrative, which is what we do here all the time. Flip the narrative, open your eyes up, you know, with, you know, trying to figure out if you don't have thick skin, see where they're coming from. Are they coming from a place of negativity? And even if they are coming from a place of negativity, are they telling the truth? Because sometimes people will light you up. Yeah. They telling you the truth. And even yeah. if they intentionally trying to be mean, they're not lying. That fit might be ugly. You mm-hmm. might have gained a lot of weight. You know, I, <laughs> I. it's just and that's OK. If that's what you want to do, you don't mind. But sometimes people can let you know, like, you know, hey, is everything okay? You've been drinking a lot, you know, you gained a lot of weight, you know, you you was putting out fire content, you ain't put out nothing in a minute, you know, what's mm-hmm. what's going on? You look sad. Some people like me, I got strong body language, but everybody ain't like that. So <laughs> I like this one perspective, by the way, for a visual 
representation, like um, think of the exact day and time that, you know, four o'clock, 415 on this corner is where I was when my ex broke up with me and told me, you know, I was X, Y, Z. And that's what, so that happened on Thursday at four o'clock. And then I want you to look at that day and realize what one minute, how the power one minute has to impact that 24 hours. And then look at that week to see how long one day can impact a week. And then look at that month to see how long. And, and as you pull out to the year plan, the three-year plan, the five-year plan, the, the part you want to be mindful of is if those glaring red flags are consistent for, for three or five months, you can't ignore the red flags. Um, and that's a great way to be able to see, you know, something that maybe you aren't otherwise seeing because it's it's not sometimes so easy to understand the life in perspective. And that's just one way that I, that sort of helps me understand uh, decisions and choices to make as they arise um, based on perspective. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And then the fifth one is just uh, it's real simple. You don't have to be liked by everybody. So that, that's that's a hard one. That's a hard <laughs> one. And it was for me a long time ago. Like how old am I? I'm 27. Probably like 10 years ago. So yeah. now nah, I don't really care. But you know, it was a time where I did. You know, but and how long have you been a digital creator for? Creating. So I've been doing my huh about 10 years. Well, so I'm 27. So I started my podcast in. 2018 and before that this was this psa name was originally a blog and it was in the fashion of or form of the best week ever but it was in blog form oh, cool. Oh, cool. and i couldn't keep up with it so eventually i took a break but i thought the name was still creative i had actually added the mental health part this for this season before then it was just psa podcast but um so then I had took a break from that and I was like, I want to keep the name, started like praying, asking God for revelation. And I had kind of said, well, I was either going to do a YouTube or a podcast. And at first I was like, but when you get called to do stuff, it's something you would never think. Cause I'm like podcast. I don't yeah, do podcast. You don't, don't want to get called, man. You want to try to, you want to try to move. When you get called, he's like, walk, walk west. I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm just going to do podcasts. I'm, I'm busy. Yeah. And I said, <laughs> Build an so I said, arc. I'm like, no, YouTube channel sounds about right for me. <laughs> right. And so I hadn't lost weight like I wanted to yet. I'm like, oh, okay, wow. I don't think I'm ready to be on camera. And I'm like, well, with podcasts, I can just do audio. So I didn't want to do it at first because I didn't start adding visuals until season three, maybe. Yeah, like season three, and even then it mm -hmm. wasn't every. And even now, it's still technically not every episode. It's most of them, but it's not every, as far as like you know. But so then I, um, time progressed, and then I here I am now, season six. Cool. So yeah, started twenty eighteen, February twenty eighteen, and now I'm trying to retire from my job. But you know, it is what it is. So we'll talk. We'll talk offline about the monetization strategy for sure. But uh, you know, uh, that's multiple, multiple streams. Like that's what makes a superstar: multiple, multiple streams. And that's why owning a podcast is literally liquid currency. It's social currency. It's you could write checks before they even cash with. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. With only yeah. creativity now. I've look, I've seen people do it for sure. So we a lot of stuff you answered. So the last question I'm gonna answer before we get into game time is what is one lesson you learned early in your career that still impacts you today? Oh, I guess just being on time, to be really blunt. I almost lost my job because I, I wasn't on time. I didn't I have I I don't like I have I'm a, I'm not a morning person. I can give you a lot of excuses, but um, there's a lot of opportunities that that um, I've lost because I wasn't on time. Um, and sometimes that stings because I know that I'm I, like uh, like I'm I'm the direct result of why it didn't happen or we didn't get to work together. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, I was late and they ended up hiring somebody else. And then that show didn't go. <sighs> if I was on time, then they would have hired me. And then that star, I would have done a different. I would, I would, first off, I wouldn't have, I would have cast someone different. It would be my, you know, I have that sort of like perspective on it. But I think that that, that, that has something to do with perspective. Um, again, I worked yeah. at MTV. I worked at MTV. Okay. I worked at, in, in, in 1999. I worked at MTV, MTV2, MTV Films, MTV.com. Like I worked on MTV UK. I helped write the SOPs, the, the standard operating procedures for talent development departments and all of the international MTV affiliates. So uh, that the, to me, that feels like all the different surfaces on Instagram, <laughs> reels, stories, feed, quizzes, sticker. You know what I mean? Like all the different, you think it's one because it's Instagram, but there's really like 80 billion things going on. And and I'm so lucky that I got that training um, at MTV. But if you're not on time and, and and you don't get extra points for being early, you get no extra points for being early. In fact, it just stings. Because <laughs> you just start sitting up looking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, and then you end up being the, I told you so, you know, person. So you, yeah. you got us. And, and then I'll say this, the beautiful thing now, cause I'm about like 25 years into my career is the amount of revolutions I've done around the orbits that I've, you know, that I've, that I've had and the amount of times I've, I've linked up synergy, synergy, synergistically with people on, on at, at pivotal points of their career that seem like they're in a very similar moving orbit as me. Um, so superstars, superstars change orbit paths, superstars attract large planets, large energy, large, you know, media companies, large financiers, you know, um, and all the small pieces, you know, in the middle, if they're surrounding those large, you know, pieces of opportunity, get, get in on that journey. So I love the, I just love the idea of superstars and as we've talked about energy and sort of space, but you don't get, you get none of it if you're not on time. Mm. Stinks. And that's, a, <laughs> that's a message for somebody. Sorry. That, may be the <laughs> that may be the biggest message for somebody the other day. Yeah. 
<laughs> so finally, we made it to the end, y'all. This has been an episode full of gems. We are at the last segment of the day, game time. In this segment, I'm going to ask you the stack. Obviously, the segment is called Star Loaded. So I'm going to give you six scenarios, and you're going to tell me, okay, this person is, they got it. They, they got it. This person, okay. they, they ain't it. You know, some people, you know, they want to be the it factor. You know, <laughs> they got the I, they ain't got the T. So, all right. So the first one, they handle going viral well. Are they are they ready for you know the, the positive and negative sides of going viral? They ready? They may have some potential or not. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Wait, am I, am I saying yes or no? What's the what's the correct answer? So, so yes by. is they got it. Yeah, they got no. it. They got it. Okay. Yeah. They if, if they can handle, if they can handle going viral, if they can handle unexpected energy, an unexpected blast of energy that changes their narrative, and now they have to respond to an audience. Yes. They got it. <laughs> they delete social media every time somebody tries to cancel them. <laughs> well, this could be an interesting answer. So so it depends on what network and what time. But now in 2022, no, that won't work. But I would say this, 10, 15 years ago, that type of personality who was combative and combustive, someone who would put something up and rescind it and still put something up and rescind it, that's an archetype that I could point out in a couple of reality shows of, of characters that, you know, were successful, you know, in reality TV, but they don't got it now. <laughs> All right. The third one, they try to explain themselves when someone misinterprets them. No, well, you said try. So no. So <laughs> they, you, <laughs> I mean, like a, a, an effective communicator, a clear communicator does not even need to speak. You know where they stand. You know, you know. To be honest, uh, what is it? Um, quick, quick to make a judgment, slow to change your mind. I think is like one of the. Th- I feel like Andy says that because that's like. <laughs> I'm like, is that beat into me from casting Housewives of Jersey or like all those millionaire matchmaker shows that I used to cast on Bravo? Like, I feel like that's a real a mantra for a successful housewife for sure. But a reality star is quick, quick to take action, slow to change their mind. But there's still a possibility right. to change your mind, but men's are men's. <laughs> right. Okay. So they continue to post content, even though they only get one or two likes. They continue to post anything that, you know, about their brand, business, whatever. So um, so there's something to be said about consistency. <laughs> and I'm thinking of my our sisters, the, the Kardashians, and uh, and what they've built just and were able to jumpstart by being consistent. And then what they were able to build after the consistency trick paid off, where they where people understood who they were, could differentiate them by name, um, understood the family, you know, understood the the archetypes and and then they, and then they really built on it. So that being said, it's no longer consistency will get you the winning vote. Uh, that's a trick that was great 10, 15 years ago. Um, if you're not if you're not paying if you're not paying to get more eyeballs on that, then the platform and you're not getting highly engaged content, and the platform isn't going to invest in your content if if, it, if they don't feel like you're investing your creative energy in, in their audience. So unfortunately, don't got it. All right. 
contemplates quitting their star journey when they don't get picked for any role. No, Maron. No, no, they don't got it. But that's if this is in the beginning. This is hard. This is hard, you know, because it's hard to tell people to 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 stay in it and be creative. It takes a lot of work. A lot of work goes into being lucky in this industry. Um, uh, so unfortunately, I think that if, if that self doubt doesn't allow you to start, you'll never give yourself the opportunity to gain momentum. Um, it's devastating when people have momentum and then they quit. You know, I'm mindful of those of, of that sort of energy, but the people who don't have the energy to get up to share a talent, a gift, um, an idea, a thought themselves, even and 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 people, I mean, you don't know this, but if you were ever in a room with me, I wouldn't have called it like an audition room. It would always have been an interview and people will say, well, I don't really know what you want out of it. And I'd say me neither. So like, let's just talk and see what we get out of it. And then we can figure out what we have afterwards, but I'm not going in with preconceived notions. I'm not telling you who you are. I'm letting you tell me who you are. That's right. You know, it's, that was the law by law of abundance, law of attraction. You know, that's, that's my casting secret since day one. When I when I had to replace when I had to replace Tyrese as as and and Ananda when Ananda left uh, and and there there was no longer um, a host for uh, uh, direct effect um, it was uh, a Funkmaster Flex who had a relation who introduced me to the programming director at Hot ninety seven and I said well can can we just who who could we hire you I have to hire hosts. I can go out and look for people, but like to be honest, why don't I just look for people who already know the right people, and then and then and then like it, it'll the right people will find it instead of me being responsible for discovering the right people. Let me just know that I'm working with the right people. Who and that's how we were. That's how I got Clue DJ Clue to the network, um, and then Lala to the network um, back in the day. And I just think about like how I would cast something where culturally I, I, I know I don't understand the nuances and as much as I could study the music, it's not about knowing the artist at all. It's about, it's about understanding the story and the storytelling. So for me, if I could work with people who were already connected to those communities and I show up saying, Hey, this is, this is what I got to cast as opposed to, Hey, this is, this is the spot I'm trying to fill. Do you know? So-and-so, but I would say, yo, I'm, yeah. I got two spots. On TRL, you know, anyone who would be right for it, you know, they're going to talk about this genre of music and they're going to have these types of artists on or um, it would be nice if they had it in, in, knew the nuances in a couple of different subcategories of some larger music genres. And um, I was just lucky to get that experience to figure that out. But law of attraction, law of abundance. So okay. if they don't if they don't have the strength to get in front of the camera and just try it out, then I get it. By the way, there's and, and and there's the faceless. There we are not. We have not even seen the begin part of the faceless celebrity yet. So audio has its moment. Text is coming back. Copy, copywriting, storytelling. You know what I mean is coming back. Um, I don't mean to be silly and ridiculous. We've had some biblical overtones to this conversation, but I'll tell you, if I told you Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, you know, they mentioned a couple of books by name that, so you got to understand how literature can actually impact culture um, and everything is cyclical, then 
it's a really cool time to be a creative. It's a real and, and a really cool time to be a communicator. And I think we all are creative and we all are communicators. And now we have lots of different platforms to excel on. So if you happen to be good about talking about business tips, go on LinkedIn. If you happen to be good about dancing and doing cool trending things, <laughs> go on TikTok. If uh, right, you gotta no. know. <laughs> You got to know your avenue. Yeah. And the final question, no to answer, but I still going to ask. Believes they can get any opportunity they are supposed to. Oh, believes that they get any opportunity they're supposed to? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Got, got, yes. Yes. All got. right. All right. So let's end up with the question of the challenge. And this is obviously for the audience. So we didn't have long two episodes because you see I didn't broke them into yeah, two like parts. Yeah, Thank you. So... Uh, do you have what it takes to be a star? Why, why not? Remember, we answering for Cash App, $20. You can do something with $20. You may can't fill up your car, but you maybe can at least get half. All right. So before we go, it's been great. Anything you want to add or tell the people, we're going to put your Instagram and all your social media, you know, anything else you want to add. It's just, I believe in you. You believe in me. We exist. Um, I'm looking for you. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you're creating. Um, but for the last 25 years, that's how I've I've worked. And it, and it seems to work for me. It's the energy I put out there because I know that that other people are doing that. And uh, I have a career full of successes collaborating with people. And if there's any way I can help you be a better creator, a more effective communicator, um, a stronger creative, um, please don't hesitate to reach out. Like I'm down to help out friends. I love that. I love that about what I get to do now. That's it. Right. That's my, that's my plead. And then start a podcast. You're it's, don't it's thirty years from now will be too late. How about that? Thirty years. How about the moment? You know how everyone has a cell phone, and no one ever thought everyone not well. Not everyone has a cell phone in the world, but where there are now initiatives where we are taking that into consideration, and there is a larger drive for technology in the hands in a way that we never thought could be possible. Podcasting goes everywhere where those cell phones goes. Any place where an audio signal can go, and not even a Wi-Fi signal. You don't even you don't need an active Wi-Fi signal to be able to have downloaded the podcast to go listen to it where Wi-Fi doesn't reach. That's the power of podcasting. That's the power that we have now as communicators to get our message out there to every nook and cranny of the world. And that's power. That's really powerful. It's powerful. Yeah. Most definitely. So, again, thank you for pulling up on us at the PSA podcast for these two yeah. parts. PSA signing out. Always remember, keep your head up like your neck hurt. Remember who you are and make your mind up. Don't let it make you. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.